What up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Redirect. Um, of course, I'm Karan. I am Shaka Kwame Zulu. We're still making up names, apparently, for Black History Month. I have to. I have to, I have to like, make it real, you know? I told him it's not original because he's just taking different people's names and meshing them together. Yeah. It's self-determination. I'm making my own thing. <laughs> I'm doing my own thing. With us today, as promised, we have one of the, the people that have helped shape me into the person that I am today mm. as an adult. Um, of course, you know, I have my parents and, and other family members, but I've also had great mentors and people that have helped also. And one of those people is Mr. Kahi Rusan. All right, all right. I'm going to have him continue introducing himself and who he is. Well, peace and blessings. I appreciate that type of introduction. No um, as he stated, uh, my name is Kahi Rusan, uh, community activist. Uh, by way of sociology, I like to say. Um, my study has always been sociology. Mm -hmm. In fact, I didn't even know it was sociology when I was young. Just a matter of studying human behavior and yeah. the environment and how <clears throat> all those things uh, contribute to how a person and why a person do what they yeah. do um, until latter, my latter part of my years when I began to study it. Mm -hmm. And so with that, uh, that assisted me with shaping me and having a worldview. Mm -hmm. So with that, here I am. I have to say, there's one thing that you taught me that I continue using to this day. What's that? And I remember like I was in college. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, I'm about to drop out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to join the shipyard. You right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I remember calling Kaya about it because yeah. you know, I respect his opinion. And I'm like, right. I don't know if I can do this school thing no more. Right, like this right. debt, like this studying. And I remember he was just like, I I'm thinking he's going to give me an answer. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, well, you know, think about it <laughs> pretty much. And I'm like, all right, well, that's not what I was looking for. Right, right. But when I did sit and, and thought out, like, what it would be like if I stopped school mm -hmm. and started working for another place, I was like, I'm going to get tired of that, too. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to want to continue my studies. And I was like, I would have just, you know, wasted time. Yeah, yeah. So to this day, like, I have a cousin that has, he will ask me for advice from time to time. Okay. And... I do the same thing. Right. I'm, like, right. I'm not going to give you the answer. He yeah, gets so yeah. mad. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, why not? That's why I called you. And I'm yeah, like, bro, because yeah. you have to come to that by yourself. Absolutely. You know, it's so much more powerful when you you come to the um, solution. Yeah. You find a solution. Yeah. And then I can't blame you and be Absolutely. like, you told me to do X, Y, and Z. I mean, that's, you know? that's, that's pretty much why people ask for advice. Yeah. Two reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, one, to ignore it. Yeah. Uh, two, to blame you when it doesn't go in the manner in which they wanted it to go in. So I stay away from giving anyone any particular advice, but what I would do is provide the options or allow you to see what options are available yeah. and then you choose. So you're giving them the power, showing them what hey, choices that they have. I mean, that's the key is then. Essentially you know, what we do in counseling too, because okay. I don't know if Devon told you, because I know probably one of my second or third time really meeting you, Right. but um, I go to school for counseling. Okay. That's essentially what we do in counseling. We, you come in to see us, like I said, because... They just want answers, sure. and we're not there to give you the answers. Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. Sometimes I might want to, because like, the answer is right there in front of your yeah, face, yeah, but yeah. I need you to be able to find a solution for yourself. Right. If right. you can't do that, then all your life you're just going to go through asking for all the answers. And my answer may not be your answer. Yeah, you exactly. Yeah. And my answer might not fit for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that, because that's why I had to tell him. I was like, what I would do may not work for what you do. Mm -hmm. And then you'd be looking at me like, Devon, you gave me the wrong, uh, right, right. wrong name, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you would get, you know, mad at me. But um, 
So yeah, that's that's one of the things, yeah. one of the many things that I okay. continue well, doing. I, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate you. You know, my whole thing is always assisting wherever I can. Yeah, you know, um, because the old adage of the it takes a village. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was really raised in a village where numerous people. I'm talking about from the drug dealer mm-hmm. to the the grandmom to you know you name it, all variations. Yeah, you know of blackness or all variations of cult of consciousness assisted me mm-hmm. so that's why i took that in and that's what i do yeah you know so and you've never been preaching nah never. <laughs> try not to be try <laughs> not to be not a whole time i never mean been because preaching. yeah you, you know you have a tendency like when you first get into gaining knowledge of who you are yes. and awareness and all that stuff yes. you want to shout it from the rooftop you ah, know yeah. from the mountaintop you want everybody to be yo man you need this but uh, I learned early on that uh, you can't make anybody yeah. do anything. They have to want it. Happiness is on them. Yeah. Period. You yeah. know, it's like even in relationships, you know, you it's insanity for you to force upon someone else yeah. to be happy. Yeah. It's their job, and it's your job to compliment whatever it is. Yeah, I agree. You know, so. I agree. Wise words yeah. from Mr. Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Already <laughs> dropping jewels <laughs> in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cracking on you. <laughs> so it is a very special month mm. as you know okay um number one as i said in the last episode it's my birth month okay two it's black history month. so okay. what does black history month mean to you oh <laughs> what does black history month mean to me absolutely uh it may shock some people mm-hmm. okay. uh but not that much and does that mean I dislike the history of our people? Nah. But what I'm saying is you can't relegate me to uh, a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, it's great that we choose to celebrate it, but I, yeah. th- I just look at it as symbolism. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is um, we got our people that get excited when the first black woman is on Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. the first black quarterback did this. Or yeah. so forth, so on. So I equate all that to symbolism. Mm-hmm. It's a nice gesture, yeah. you know, but, um, yo, the, the consciousness and the history of our people goes so far beyond. Now, it's a starting point yeah. for those who may not even choose to acknowledge their own yeah. history. It's a starting point. But for me, since you asked me, yeah. uh, it doesn't mean that much to me. Um, I do understand what it means to others. So I don't infringe upon them, mm-hmm. you know. So, but for me, uh, it's it's twenty eight days, you know, out of the month. Yeah. It's twenty nine this year. Twenty nine, yeah. 29 yeah depending year, upon what the leap year. year, yeah, yeah. yeah. What well, it sounds like you're saying is that you're black three sixty five. Yeah, Absolutely, that's all. You saying, know, the, the, the blackness is <laughs> yeah. is ongoing. It, yeah, it permeates through all the months yeah, for yeah. me. You know, but again, I understand for those who choose to yeah. acknowledge the twenty eight days, or as you say, the twenty nine and they're excited about it. Hey, that's peace. What, I'm sorry. No, it just reminds me of uh, Wakanda. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I mean, how everyone got excited and wanted to do yeah. the dashikis and so forth, so on. And now some of those dashikis are hard to find yeah. on them. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree with that because we saw them come out in force. Yeah, yeah. Even like Black uh, Panther regalia. Oh, like come that. on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> you know, like, they had Black Panther parties and stuff from what I saw. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then it stopped. And then it stopped. But then it stopped. And I think this that's the same thing with black history. Mm-hmm. You know, you have those who are celebrated mm-hmm. and then when March come, 
Irish. Then we on St. Patrick's Day. There you go. Yeah. Being black, there you we go. Irish. There you go. <laughs> you know, but and, I do um, feel like it's um. Mm-hmm. They say it's a starting point. I feel like it's a great starting point for people who are not aware. Mm-hmm. And now I guess this one month is now bringing awareness to your history, you know, black history month, blackness yeah. in general. Right. So this could be a jumping point for some people to continue on their education yeah. and to grow into what about themselves. It should elevate you. Yeah. Right. I agree. I mean, it should elevate you, and it should be a a starting point, as yeah. you said, you know, a launching pad, but it shouldn't stay there. No, no. Yeah. Like I said, it should definitely keep on going all day, yeah. all year. And that, that it doesn't mean that you have to go around, I'm blacker than blacker than black, you know, yeah, okay. March, April, May, and all that. But yeah. no, I mean, your, your blackness is defined not just by uh, what you wear. Um, it, it's defined by your, your level of consciousness mm-hmm. and just really your righteousness in terms of how you choose to interact with other people. Yeah. You can show your intelligence or your consciousness by how you interact with people that are not of your particular culture. Yeah. You know, so. I was going to ask you what you uh, thought blackness was, but you kind of answered that already. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, it's funny, right? I remember this old episode and you was talking earlier before we even get, began. We was talking about generations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I'm a, a tad bit older than you guys. Just a tad bit. <laughs> I, think, I think what I said earlier was you, you're in your late 40s. Mm-hmm. Karan's mm-hmm. 40 mm-hmm. and I'm 25 <laughs> 26 so. okay 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 <laughs> not really 40 yet you know about 11 more years right 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 <laughs> I feel like I'm 40 but, 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 popping. but check it though um, it's a I brought up age because uh, of the earlier sitcoms I choose to watch the mm-hmm. Sanford and Sons and all this kind of stuff like yeah. this okay. it, those are cl- considered classics to yeah. me so it was one episode in particular where Fred and Lamont were going back and forth. Lamont, uh, the son, mm. chose to identify with his African culture. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to get the dashiki. He wanted to change the way he ate, mm-hmm. so forth, so on. Mm-hmm. However, his attitude was poor because his father didn't quite understand why he wanted to make this change all of a sudden. You've been Lamont your whole life. Yeah. So now you want to change your name to Kalunda and so forth, so on, and change your name to... And change your customs yeah. back to your really re-Africanizing himself. Yeah. So he ridiculed his dad for the change he was making. So it was an African woman who uh, drew Lamont's interest or Kalunda's interest. And she <laughs> saw the way he was treating his dad. Yeah. So she, the main thing she said to him was she said, you could put on the African garbs. Yeah. You can... Uh, decorate your house with all the African statues, mm-hmm. but it's the heart you have to change. Mm-hmm. The heart. And that's the same thing here. You know, it's like, when you ask what's blackness, yeah, it, you can see it in terms of your melanated yeah. body, mm-hmm. but it's your heart that has to change. Your love for yourself, mm-hmm. for your community, for your nation, and so forth, so on. And so, that's how I define blackness. Uh, you can be have all the kente this and celebrating the that locks. that yeah. that twenty eighth you was talking that twenty eight or twenty nine days yeah. you was talking about, but look at how you treat people. Yeah, you know you blackity blackity black, but you can't even provide for yourself mm-hmm. or for the ones that are near and dear to you. Mm-hmm. So blackness is so broad, but that's a microcosm of how I see it. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. that's really dope. I know. We kind of laugh when I make up these names, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. but um, you're somebody that actually has changed your name. Uh-huh. What was the reasoning behind that? 
And if you feel comfortable, what was your your given birth given name? And we already said what you changed it to, but like, okay, it's kind of walk us through that if you feel comfortable to do so. Well, I mean, I have to do it now. He put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Everybody gonna be wondering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is it? What's the reason? <laughs> well, I mean, for uh, those who know, mm-hmm. um, I was Antoine Riddick, uh, which was an honorable name because my mother gave me that name mm-hmm. based on the understanding of what she had. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the beauty of being raised by my mom was she never imposed upon me to think a particular way. Now, early on, it was structure in terms yeah. of going to church and things yeah. of that nature because she wanted to keep me out the elements of what could you know bring me down. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty much there. But it was never really forced upon me you need uh, Jesus in your life, da 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 and you da da She pretty much gave me the free will to do as I saw fit yeah. within restraints. Yeah. So it's like putting you in a, a back a backyard with a fence on there so you can go. Yeah, go ahead out there and play, you know, enjoy yourself, you know. I'm still gonna keep an eye on you yeah. occasionally, you know, yeah. but never to the point where, you know, it was uh too forceful. Yeah. She so, didn't smother you. No, nah, it didn't yeah. smother me at all. Uh, in fact, she even took the backlash because there were those who were close to her that probably wanted her to do just that. Yeah. And most of that is based off fear. That's why we do what we do a lot of times is based off fear. Yeah. So she had enough courage to allow me to be me is what, pretty much what I'm saying, which led all the way up to 17, 18, 19. Uh, and it was really at, this, at the age of 17... I started reading the book, Malcolm X, the autobiography of Malcolm X. Don't and I saw the transformation that he made. Not the change, but the transformation yeah. that he made. Uh, he redefined his reality. Mm. And it just sparked me. Bro, I remember sitting in the cafeteria at school, and I'm reading it. And at that point, it's like I pushed the tray away because he talked about changing his diet in terms of the way he was eating and things mm. of that nature. So... I remember having some stuff. I can't remember quite what it was. I wanted to say it was a pork chop sandwich or whatever it was. Yeah. I know it wasn't right for me. Yeah. And I pushed it away, and I, I remember my classmates wanting it and ready to take it. So I was like, yeah. boom, you can have it. And it was at that time that it was Malcolm that gave me somewhat of an influence to say, yo, man, redefine your reality. And so that's what it was. I dropped that. So the first person I, um, I told was Mom. Mm-hmm. You know, because this could be heartbreaking, yeah. you know, to your parents for you to yeah. go and say, you know, mom, I no longer want to be Antoine or whatever the case. And even though she, you know, belovedly called me Twan. Yeah. So I went to her and talked to her and she said, I mean, if that's what makes you happy, then yeah. that's fine. Bro, that's all I needed. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only confirmation I needed. That's I was going to do it anyway. Yeah. Because I was self-determined. Yeah. But just to have that confirmation, you know, it, it was it was a blessing. So she was pretty much like, yo, the, the backyard that you talked about, mm-hmm. she was pretty much saying, you free to go out the backyard. That's Do as you see fit. Yeah. You know, because I trust in you, the courage that I gave uh, that was in me, I instilled in you. So, boom, keep it moving. And so ever since then, I, I started calling myself that. Until I went to do the process of legally changing, mm-hmm. you know, my name. So I did all that, man, and boom, here we are. That's dope. Yeah. That, that's very yeah. dope. Yeah. I want everybody to notice something that you did hmm. when you, you started your explanation. Okay. You gave praise to and respect to your mother. Oh, no doubt. 
And I liked how you started by saying that she gave me this this honorable name, mm-hmm. but it wasn't right for me. Right. And then right. you came to a point where you said, I need to do my own thing, create mm-hmm. my own name. Mm-hmm. It's That resonates with me because okay. we've had conversations. Yeah, you know, no question. Past, so right. I was ready to change my name. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> same thing. Like, you know, I just wanted something different. And right. I was like, you know, right. Malcolm again, being inspired by Malcolm mm-hmm. and the slave mm-hmm. name and everything like mm-hmm. that. Um, but yeah, like I, I love how you started with that. Like that that show that speaks to your character. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who you are as a man and as a person. Right, right. Um and you know, that's well, I appreciate that. We should do that. We should elevate the black woman mm-hmm. at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because black women are the pillar in the black community. No question. They they do so much for us as far as support, mm-hmm. guidance. Right. They're always on the front lines with us when we go through struggles, conflicts, mm-hmm. civil mm-hmm. rights, slavery, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim Crow. Right. You won't ever find a time where the black woman is just sitting back, not doing nothing. I mean, yeah. even even when we ruled, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, to you know, just to add on to what you're saying, the the good times as well as the bad times. Yeah, absolutely. Not just, I mean, yeah, she's definitely been there mm-hmm. through the turmoil, mm-hmm. but also at the times. In fact, she was ruler. You know, at one particular point, while we set a, set aside her on the throne, mm-hmm. you know, so I mean, definitely black woman powerful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I read, I read. We just want to let y'all know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no question. I'm like, about to say I'm not saying that. Go ahead. Uh, I feel like you know, this episode, I'm kind of just like taking all this in because like I feel like I'm, now I'm really getting a chance to know who Kaihi really is. Okay. Because like, I only met you on brief occasions, yeah, so it's like yeah. I'm really here just. Soaking all this in. I got really, you. Yeah, yeah. Do that and at the same time give your perspective because that's valued as well. It is. Mm-hmm. You know. We want to hear from you too. But I, I get. I do get what you're saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just in awe right now because I said this great man I'm getting to know. Well, yeah. I appreciate yeah. that, yeah. man. Absolutely. You know, um, a little bit of everything. You say, you know, getting a peek into me. Um, this is a portion of me. Yeah, portion, you know, yeah. And, and I the reason why the whole book. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the reason why I say that, not not to um, go back and forth with you. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I definitely get what you're saying. I, my thing is to to remove the pedestal, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't want anyone to put me on a pedestal, yeah. you know. And I, I appreciate the admiration because I admire y'all as well because y'all remind me of me and some of my brothers mm-hmm. at this this particular age and doing some of the things that, you know, you're doing. So that's to be applauded as well. You know, uh, we need more men yeah. such as yourself, you know, doing what you're doing. You know, so it goes back and forth. You yeah. give me, I give you as well. You, you know, give all around. Absolutely, reciprocity. We change our roles from teacher to student. Mm-hmm. Back yeah. and forth. Absolutely. That's absolutely. cool. Um, I know we talked about elevating a black woman mm-hmm. and how important a black woman is in the black community. Mm-hmm. Um, but the camaraderie and respect amongst the men in the black community mm-hmm. is also something that's important. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. just glad that we can be here um, to converse, to talk yeah. about these different topics. Right, and, right. You know, explore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What is problematic is when we have that lack of respect. Yeah. yeah. When we have the, um, the lack of respect for life, Mm-hmm. Um, liberty mm-hmm. and just this general respect for people. Right, right. And we saw that um, I think recent, I don't know how long ago it was. Okay. But we had the case of the woman in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And I just want to make sure I got everything right. 
Um, but she was 21 years old. Okay. Right? Right. Young. Younger yeah. than everybody here. Um, she had her own beauty store. Being an entrepreneur. You know, I don't know what led up to that, but that's pretty dope. You yeah, know, right, for, right. for anybody to say I'm going to start my own business. Mm-hmm. To be so young doing it, too. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. she does this. Um, she was a mother to a one-year-old, um, but then she starts having problems. Mm-hmm. People start stealing from the store. Right. And when I say people, I say, I mean, people that look like her. Okay. So other black. It's a black woman. Okay. Other black people stealing from her store. Mm-hmm. It gets so bad to the point where she has to call the cops. Right. Then after that, people come in and assault her. I think that's when she called the cops. Then after that, people come in, unfortunately, shoot her and end her life. Mm. Those tragic stories Mm -hmm. bring up so many emotions within me. Mm -hmm. Because I'm just like, why? You know? Right, right. Because, you know, every time they talk about a murder, it's not just one life that's lost. It's... It's multiple. Right. Because you have the, the person that committed the crime. Right. Yeah. You about to say something? Hmm. Oh. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking at this story and I'm just like, like, why? Right. You know, like, why does this have to happen? <clears throat> like, she's trying to do something positive. Like, mm-hmm. and then you start going through the questions of like, well, should we get back to, like, to the difficult, challenging um, areas? Like, mm-hmm. or should mm-hmm. we just distance ourselves from those toxic people? That don't mean us well. Mm. what. Is, what is your idea? Well, it's, it's interesting you say toxic because, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you're talking about, well, let me rewind a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely unfortunate that that happened to her yeah. because, um, you know, the child has to, to bear the effects of it as well. Absolutely. And I'm, it's, it's familiar to me, not just that incident, but something personal in my family as well. So I'm definitely, um, you know, remorseful feel. Um, you know, to to send condolences out to that particular family, yeah. and, you know, and hope that um, everyone, you know, send it that positive energy and uh, prayer to uplift that baby that has to deal with that now yeah. that the child, I mean, that mm-hmm. the mother is gone. Um, but when you you said something about toxic, mm-hmm. and then you you started by saying why um, trauma. Generational trauma. Yeah. From generation to generation to generation. Traumatic experience. And then you're like, what is, what is trauma? You know, like that overwhelming event that is difficult for you to have the abilities to cope with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, we can go back to slavery. And we can start there. We, that can be the starting point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not all, but we can we can use that as a starting point. Of all the traumatic experiences, yeah. from that to Jim Crow to redlining, Convict to Lisa. so forth, so on, and just all the trauma. Yeah. Now, from that, from that traumatic umbrella mm-hmm. and all the things that come under it, then you get stress. Yeah. You say, damn. Now, okay, well, stress gets a bad, bad rap because yeah. stress is a part of life. It is. Now, there are multiple layers to stress, but we're going to just deal, deal with three for now. You got positive stress. Yeah, we better say that. Tolerable stress and toxic stress. Toxic stress. Well, we're going to start with the first. Positive. I mean, positive can be, uh, you got two job offers. Yeah. You got a little bit of anxiety. Damn, man, which one should I take? Uh, this one is this. You start weighing out the, the pros, pros and cons. And cons. 
Then you got the tolerable stress where it could be something that uh, loss of a loved one. Loss of a loved one where the stress levels go up during the times of maybe Christmas or for yeah. those who, you know, special holidays, time special year, times of the year. And then, you know, once those things society can kind of go down yeah. and, you know, and so, you know, and then you have the toxic where it's just like it's continuous. Yeah. And I think for us, toxic and tolerable are interchangeable mm-hmm. because we have normalized it. Well, we, our, our stress levels and our tolerance levels are high. Yeah. We can deal with almost any and everything. And we're so resilient. So resilient. How, however, we have those in our community, man, that don't have the coping skills yeah. to deal with the adverse terrain that we're placed upon, are yeah. placed in. So it's easy for me to look at you as an enemy. Yeah. You know, and it's easy for me to say, shit, I take this nigga such, so, such, so, such. So. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so when you ask the why, that's part of what I see where it, it's nothing for me if I have the maladaptive coping skills, which are short term, mm-hmm. to go in there and take somebody else because shit, she don't need it anyway. Yeah. yeah. Who the hell she thinks she is to come in the community yeah. and build this, that, and the third. She thinks she's better she than She thinks she's better than me. That's the that's what I'm talking about about the coping skills. You got the maladaptive and you got a, the adaptive. The maladaptive are short term and quick fixes. Yeah. You know the instant gratification. The instant gratification of whatever. Yeah. To try to numb numb whatever I'm I'm feeling because I don't like you anyway. Yeah. You know, so we act upon those as opposed to, you know, having those adaptive adaptive skill sets, man, to, to deal with the adverse, con- you know, situations we're going through. All that you were saying about all oh, the stress and maladaptive mm-hmm. and all that, mm-hmm. that and not be able to cope, that just bring me on to, like, my background of counseling. Like, okay. that's why mental health is so important. Right. Especially, I, for me personally, I feel like it's, it's important for us in the black community to, you know, to seek out that mental health help. It's like... Cause I know we all see that as, like, as a weakness. Mm-hmm. And for somebody who's going through training and all that, right. it's not a weakness. Right, right. It's no, it's a sign of strength. No, you can go here and get the help that you need. That, no to me, that's showing that you're strong and you're willing to accept the help that you can need. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, going through that, um, the toxic communities, everybody not knowing how to cope with stuff. And then right, right. everybody doing all these adverse things and not making everything is stressful. Mm-hmm. But if people know how to cope with things, how to deal with certain things, and then they can, okay... Let me turn this toxic stress into a little bit more tolerable stress right, so right. I can know how to deal with this. Like right. when this situation arises, <coughs> now I know how to deal with this sure. type of situation. Sure. And then maybe it won't lead to the whole, okay, now I got stuff from her because she's better than me. Mm-hmm. Now let me yeah. figure out mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. what's going on with me so I can deal with my stuff. Right, right. Um, that's just my whole spiel about no No, no. I'm a whole it, mental health professional. It, ma- it makes sense, you know, and mental health is what I do as well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we started off with the introductions. I don't even like claiming titles and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's why I just kind of gave it quick, fast. But mental health, man, um, and I would even redefine that mm-hmm. because it's really not mental health when a person going through issues mentally. Mm-hmm. It's mental illness, yeah. you know, and that's that's you know that's part of it because I think we use those interchangeable, interchangeably in this. It's not, you know, mm-hmm. when someone does the things we just described in terms of shooting someone mm-hmm. um you know because uh, this this young lady established a business and mm-hmm. things of that nature 
You know, that's mental illness. Yeah. You know, that's that's mental illness where it could be uh, deep depression or schizophrenia or yeah. bipolar, so forth, yeah. so on. Yeah. You know, something that hasn't been sought out. To... Something that hasn't been managed. Yeah. You know, because um, now if you know, uh, you know, you're speaking on mental health. Right now, they're changing it uh, from conflict resolution to conflict management. Mm-hmm. Basically, saying that conflict is never resolved. Mm-hmm. Saying that you find ways to manage the conflict. Yeah. And in fact, um, I can't remember where I saw that, where they talk about conflict as debt mm-hmm. and saying that you never get rid of debt, mm-hmm. you only manage it. Yeah. And so they, they kind of draw the comparisons to conflict and saying the same thing that yeah. you, you know, pretty much manage it, you know, which goes back to those levels of stress we just finished yeah. talking about tolerating certain things, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to allowing it to become so toxic that you want to toxic, you know, be toxic yeah, to someone people, else. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. It makes me think about, well, number one, I feel more comfortable knowing that we have yourself that's in the mental health field. You also, mm-hmm. I'm in it as well, but just you doing the counseling thing. You know, mm-hmm. you will be an individual that has more understanding and hopefully you'll use that understanding to help, you know, people that look like you yeah. and who don't look like you. But, you right, know, we right. talk about black history and everything, the people that look like you yeah. mm-hmm. understand what's going on within their lives so that they don't go out and um, commit heinous crimes or hurt right. themselves in the process. Right. It also <laughs> makes me think about Elijah Anderson. Mm. Um, Code of the Streets was the book he wrote. I believe it's the title of it. Um, okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Um, but he talks about how you have the street families mm-hmm. um, and the other families, I think they were called decent, the decent families and the street families. Okay. And how they live by different codes. Um, the street families, their main concern is survival. Mm-hmm. What can I do that enables me to live another day? So that comes with um, how do I present myself? Right. Um, do I need to um, harm this person? Because if I don't, they're going to harm me. Just different things like that that people who don't live in those environments don't have to necessarily worry about. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure we've all worked with teenage boys that right. have been from um, lower SESs. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one of the main challenges that I've had working with those individuals is that they focus mainly on their survival skills yes. mm-hmm. and they use coping skills that they know work for sure, mm-hmm. which is mainly uh, marijuana, alcohol, right. other right. illicit drugs, right. um, fighting mm-hmm. because for them, if I'm angry, yeah, if I'm angry or stressed out and all I got to do is smoke, I'm going to do it because yeah. I know it works for sure. You're right. telling me to go sit and count, and do all this other kind of stuff, like that don't work for me, and I'm not even going to entertain it because it sounds dumb. Number one, mm-hmm. and number two, that's something new. Yeah, I don't know how long that takes to help me, mm-hmm. but I know if I do these other things, it's going to help. Me. Right, right. So I think having that understanding too is like, how can we, as people in the mental health field, work with individuals better, understanding that they are most of them just using survival skills. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I like to live by the, the, the saying of you can only plant the seed, mm-hmm. uh, and you may not be there once yeah. it blossoms, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, the, the breathing techniques and the counting and things of that nature, um, definitely seeds planted. For yeah. That. Yeah. You know, you might not see it as beneficial or, but you, you just don't know, mm-hmm. you know, 
Um, those are strategies. Yeah. But, you know, I think that one of the major strategies is uh, if you can have that person one-on-one, mm-hmm. uh, role-playing and modeling, you know, are, are key. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, um, when the young man gets to see his behavior, when you model that, uh, you know, in the process of role-playing, I mean, he going to laugh, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, man, Mr. Rusan, you crazy, man. I, I don't be doing that, you know. Like, no, yes, no, this, this, is, this is how you look. This is what you sound like, yeah. you know. And, um, you know, he gets to, to peek into uh, not being able to see himself, yeah. you know. And that's what all of us, you know, it's like sometimes we need someone on the outside to be the director. Yeah. When you're yeah. playing in the middle of that movie and say, cut, look, man, let me tell you, you was doing this, that, and the third. That's yeah. all of us. You know, we need someone to that we can trust yeah. to call us out and say, look, man, this is what I see. Yeah. And then it's up to you to, you know, to change that behavior. You know, the thing is, well, like I just said, someone they can trust. Yeah. I mean, you got, you know, you're talking about these young men that went through traumatic experiences, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. uh, lost his dad to the uh, penile system or mom is doing whatever, or working full jobs or yeah. whatever the case. Yeah. That's that's traumatic, yeah. you know. So here you come as a mental health professional, talking about counting backwards or you know <laughs> yeah. things of that nature. But if you can meet that young man meet where, 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 where yeah. he is and let him see that he can trust you, yeah. And how does that come about? By building a rapport, definitely. So now you got to build a rapport based on whether he likes uh, Lil, Lil Uzi Vert or. Whomever it may be. Fortnite's a big one for all these kids. Fortnite, you <laughs> okay. know what I'm saying? And then you have to be able to meet them where they at and yeah. just bring them up. Yeah. You know, so. And it's crazy that you bring up the, all that. Because mm-hmm. it reminds me of a story of me working with a, a young male. Okay. Um, I had a young male and a female in my office one time trying to prevent them from getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. And then they both talking about things. They shouldn't talk about like fighting and stuff, trying to right. fight somebody and all that. Say, we right. don't need to be talking about that. Let's redirect and try to think about something positive. Right. So they eventually decided to get up and just walk out of my office. I said, like, y'all know if y'all walk out, y'all going to get in trouble, y'all get caught. Yeah. So I'm trying to fall down behind him. And he's like, don't follow me, Mr. Walker. I'm going to beat you up. Mm. Okay. You got it. Yeah, yeah. So eventually, later on that day, he does end up getting into a fight during lunch. So now his mom is up here in the office. And I go down in the office with him to make sure he's good. Okay. And um, he was talking about what happened and whatnot. I said, so what if somebody's messing with me and whatnot? I tell them, leave me alone, and they start following me mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I said, look, man, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. I said, what should I do? He said, you should knock them out. You should fight them. You should knock them out. <laughs> I said, so what you're saying is, I should have fought you. Mm-hmm. And his mouth just dropped like, oh. <laughs> like, he got that whole perspective yeah, changed. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. I did do that to right, Mr. Walker. Right, and I'm right. telling Mr. Walker he should have knocked me out. Yeah, but I yeah. wouldn't want that. So, like, yeah, mm-hmm. I need you to see this different perspective, like, what I'm trying to get you to see. Mm-hmm. So, I'm trying to change that whole mindset. Right. But granted, it's hard because, like, they go through so much oh, yeah. stress and traumatic traumatic yeah, events. Yeah, so, yeah. these kids nowadays, for real, for real, some of them be having some PTSD. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Especially well, in some of the neighborhoods they come from. I would, I would argue that all of us do. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, it's all in how we able to manage it. Yeah, I would say that we have tapped into the cognitive ability to be able to manage. Yeah, you yeah. know, uh, the PTSD. You know, where they haven't yeah. because they don't have the tool set. Now yeah. here we are da, 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 the Superman. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so we have to be able to assist them with being able to gain yeah. uh, or regain what's already laying dormant in them. You know, we're not gonna be able to get all of them. No. Yeah. I, I, the whole mm-hmm. Superman, I 
Personally, I hate being looked at as Superman oh, yeah, I know. in this field. Yeah, I know. And that's like the most like, stressful thing because yeah. like these parents Pressure and teachers, oh yeah, they just like, oh, Mr. Walker, just get Mr. Walker. He can he can handle it. Oh, yeah. Y'all trying to get me handle like 15, 30 kids at once. I can't. Bro, I can't do this. Yeah, you, you dad, you uncle, you big brother. Yeah. Sometimes you maybe even look that as the husband. Yeah. You know, and what I mean by that is the surrogate father when you come come in and you know you and mom tag team in terms of strategies to yeah. assist the, the child. So. Yeah, I, I get mean, it. I even had parents that pretty much just drop their kids off on us. I'm like, there you go. Six you have hours. Those, I'll be back in school day. Yeah, you Man. have those too. <laughs> Don't answer the phone when you need them or yeah, nothing. Yeah, you have those as well. Boy. Hmm. <laughs> as much as I enjoy this field, it does have its stressors. And you know, as mental health professionals, we all know we got to make sure we take care of ourselves because uh -huh. we can't take care of ourselves. Yeah. Then how can we take care of others? You're going to burn out and not be able to do anything. You're not going to be useful to yourself or to that. Yeah, you got to learn how to yeah. decompress, you know, and find, I mean, you you can't give these all these young men these type of strategies and you're not using them for, for yourself. yourself yeah. you know, so. yeah. Which is a challenge in mm -hmm. and of itself. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. so because you know, we in this, this role doesn't mean we have it all figured out. Nah. <laughs> which, is, which is why it's important for you to find someone that's alike yeah. and build upon the issues that you may have, which most men don't. Mm -hmm. You know, women have circles. Yeah. Sister circles, yeah. you know, and we don't. Yeah. Why don't we? I always think that part of it is because I can't go to you and tell you what's going on with me personally because I I, I may be looked upon as less than a man. Yeah. Or weak. You know, weak. Mm -hmm. You know, but again, it's just like that that uh, relationship between you and that young man, that trust. Yeah. If you trust that person, then you should be able to go to, you know, him and say, look, man. How do you deal with such and such? Because this is what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. We need that. That's coming up too. Because <laughs> <laughs> I let my kids know, like, Mr. Walker's not perfect. Like, I still struggle with some of my own battles. And sometimes, depending on what it is, I might self-disclose with them so they can, like, Mr. Walker's human just like me. Like, yeah. he have his own battles that he's dealing with outside of trying to help me yeah, with mine. Yeah, no question. Yeah. You know, that's, that's all of us, man. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. When we begin to... Uh, Remove ourselves from the issues that they have and say, I ain't got it. I'm, I'm good. No, all of us are going through yeah. something. You know, their issues may be broader because they don't have the ability to deal with it. Yeah. You know, but all of us are going through something. Right? Definitely. You know. So what we've done is analyze that incident I brought up with mm -hmm. the female um, being murdered in a shop by two individuals. Right. Um, well, actually, I don't think they even found the people. Oh, but wow. it's speculated it was the two people that I okay. think fought her in the shop. Mm. Um, but we've looked at what kind of mindset those people may have had okay. and what could have caused them to do that. Mm -hmm. That doesn't take away from the fact okay. that she was still murdered. Right. You right. Know? With that comes anger, confusion, frustration. Yeah. Um, the want for justice. Mm -hmm. How do we prevent this from happening in the future? Or, you know, we have the conversation like, shouldn't have been there anyways. Like, mm -hmm. she should have just went across town to the safer spot. And gotcha. did it. Like, gotcha. you know, how do we change that? Like, should we have these conversations about um, not putting up businesses? Mm -hmm. So we just stop doing that because Leon down the street is going to mess it up anyways? Or, you know, what, what should we do with this? Mm -hmm. Like, just like, maybe like, don't open up your own beauty shop. Let the Chinese people continue opening up their beauty shops in our communities and stuff like that. And we just go open up one somewhere else, maybe. Mm. Or not do it at all because you know that if you do, people just going to mess it up. 
I know we've all heard that before. Don't <laughs> either they either say don't go to that black shop because you're not gonna get good business, or right. they say don't <laughs> don't open up a business in this black area because right. it's just gonna get robbed or you're gonna be harmed or X, Y, and Z. All of that comes from trauma. Everything that all the options that you just laid out on the table from mm. not opening up at all mm. to letting the Asians, <laughs> you know, do it. All that comes from some form of traumatic experience or event. Mm-hmm. I like to say experience because it still goes on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas we are so dysfunctional in our thinking that we would rather say, nah, I don't want, man, you know what? Let's not even have a business around here. Yeah. Let's go across town or what have you. Yeah. Um, it's a pool of resources, economics within our community. Mm-hmm. It has to be there. Because yeah. why are, as you said, other communities come and say, shoot, we can, we can benefit right here. Yeah. yeah. I think we have to be able to deal with the mindset of our folks. I think if we understand who we are, yeah. then we can understand the people we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And we do. Of yeah. course we do. Cause, you know, as you said, you know, the mental health field, we're dealing mm-hmm. with the mental health field, so we know what we're dealing with. Um, it's, it's a layered question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to say, I would like to think that we can build an economic structure within mm-hmm. our community as opposed to allowing someone else to do it and say, let's go across town or yeah. what have you. Um, it ain't for everybody. I say it like this. Yeah. Because when it comes to our people, like as you said, this is black history since we're talking about our people. Yeah. Um, whatever you bring up, whether you're talking about a store, whether you're, whether you're talking about an organization, yeah. you have two things I, I, I think that are ingredients when it comes to that. Um, interest and commitment. Mm-hmm. You can always get black people interested in something. Always, yeah. But it's hard to get them to commit. Whether you're talking about my store or whether you're talking about an organization. Hey man, you know, I'm trying to start this organization to do da-da-da-da-da. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, we're going to be meeting this day and we're asking for just a small fee just to keep us running. Yeah. Uh... Can't do that. I don't know about all that. You know, da 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 You know, yeah, so the commitment excuses. ain't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now let's put the job. I mean, let's put the the business that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Now look, I want to start a uh, beauty supply. You know, in in the community. You know, everybody else is doing it. Yeah. So I feel like why not keep it circulating in our community? Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got I got to charge slightly more because it's difficult for me to get. The supplies, as opposed to Asians yeah. who can just call such and such back and get it and get it just for like that, yeah, cheap price. So it's gonna cost a little more. Uh, no, nah, I'd rather go to. So the commitment is not there. Yeah. Or can I get a discount? Or can I get a discount? <laughs> or can I get a discount? Yeah. You know. So I think the interest and the commitment, man, um, that weighs heavy uh, when you're talking about building anything. Yeah. You know, within our community. So if you can get the commitment. So I think the question is how or why um, you have to show consistency. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if you show consistency, despite the gunshots, despite uh, the traumatic experiences that are going on, the trauma that's going yeah. on around, if you can show consistency, yo, they still here. I think the people will funnel in, mm-hmm. you know, and What's keeping uh, support them you. Yeah. It's so dope that you said that. Um, I have conversations with my supervisor all the time. And she talks about building rapport with clients Mm. and how you just have to 
keep continuously showing up. Mm-hmm. She tells me that all the time. She's mm-hmm. like, you have a relationship with your clients, Devon. And yes, they get angry with you sometimes or upset, yeah. but they know that Mr. Brock is going to come back mm-hmm. each week or however many times I come out to see mm-hmm. him during that mm-hmm. month. She said, they know that to be true because you're consistent. Right, yeah. right. So what you, it's, it's almost like the community is a macro cosm of okay. like mm-hmm. working with the individual client. Absolutely. The community has to buy into what you're doing mm-hmm. because the community has been hurt, because mm-hmm. the community doesn't trust mm-hmm. easily. Mm-hmm. And they have to know, like, unfortunately it is this way. They have to know, are you going to be here? Right. Can you stand the violence, the gunshots, yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. the cracked window, yeah. or the kids yeah. being loud outside yeah. Of, yeah. You know, your store? Like, can you stand it? Mm-hmm. They're going to test you. Indeed, and then you know also it's the the type of business that you choose to put in yeah, in the point. in the community. Um, some, I mean, some businesses may uh, may be necessary for you to go out mm-hmm. and start and then come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know. Uh, so I'm not opposed to any of it. Mm-hmm. You know, these are all you know options we're putting on the table. Yeah. Um, it may be that particular business to say, you know what, I got to go out here mm-hmm. in this yeah. particular community to, to build up. And then come back here and invest yeah. in our in our community. But it's the issue uh, that arises when you choose not to invest in the community at all. Yes. You said, man, the hell with that, man. Hell with these niggas and da 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 da. You know, and that's been the mindset of many of our people, yeah. not just for the community, but when it comes to us in general. Yes. You know, once yeah. we have accumulated certain things, it's like, man, the hell with them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I don't so so I've seen myself better than them. So yeah, yeah. Kind of they, use, they use the same reasons we brought up. They just gonna tear me down. They just gonna yeah, bring me down. Yeah, Which, yeah. to an extent, is true. To an extent, it's true. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? To an extent, mm. not in its totality. Yeah. So I can there agree. Yep. To an extent, yep. yeah. Which leads to. Uh, I think you had shot something to me, and I wanted to talk about it right now. We talked about the crabs in the barrel syndrome. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, um, Absolutely. like you said, to an extent, mm-hmm. the crab in the barrel syndrome. Mm-hmm. But do we ever question where the barrel came from? No. Yeah. Like, we're talking about the crabs inside the barrel, and they yeah. all getting on top of each other. Trying They're to trying to get out. Absolutely. Pushing everybody but else down. So who, who created the barrel, or who put the crabs in the barrel? I you know, think about it like that to be honest. So it's a constraint, yeah, or a restraint. Uh, it's keeping our our folks like I was telling you about, and as you uh, put in terms of my mom in the backyard, yeah. Yeah. allow me once she recognized I got to where I need to be and say, you know what, go. Yeah. No, yeah. not when it comes to our folks. Ain't nobody saying, you know what, these folks are where they should be. Open it up or dump the barrel. No, mm. it's beneficial for someone yeah. to keep the mentality of the crab or the crab mentality in that barrel. Yeah, you know. So it goes back to the sociology mm-hmm. in terms of the terrain, the environment. Mm-hmm. How is this vi- environment? Or why was it created in the first place? You know, to keep the, to keep the crabs in a particular uh, subject subjected area, mm-hmm. and it makes it difficult for them to get out of it mm-hmm. so I always like to question the barrel itself as opposed to the crabs in it. I ain't never think about it like that yeah. before. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. remember um, we kind of we touched on that in episode 2 okay. we talked about understanding why 
things are the, the way that they are. Mm-hmm. And I remember I had a conversation this morning actually with my mom mm-hmm. talking about how, you know, that old saying, if you want to keep something from a black person, put it in a book. Okay. A lot of us aren't students of history. Mm. And remember I said this episode two, mm. and I said, and it shows based on what we say and what we do. Mm-hmm. Because if you study history, if you study your communities and your um, your country, mm-hmm. you will, you'll have a better understanding of why your um, people act the way they do. Okay. Why certain crime is happening. Right. Why we have the barrel. Right. Why we climbing on top of each other, you know, instead right, of building right, right. stairs, right. we're climbing on top of each other. Right. You know? And it's not about blaming anyone. Mm-hmm. It's about, as you just said, being able to study and gain an understanding of, yeah. oh, these yeah. are the conditions and yes. this is how the conditions came about and so forth so on. Okay, now, how can I uh, rectify my situation Absolutely. based on the conditions? It goes back to when you asked me about uh, name changing and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Reclaiming yourself mm-hmm. to the point where you redefine your reality, man. So if we can, yeah, so if we can get an individual to redefine his reality, recognizing that, yo, man, this is just a portion, man. You know, you're going through this, that, and the third, but let's project further in what you can be, mm-hmm. you know, so. You said this, and I want to I want to ask you this, because mm-hmm. I know it's going to be a powerful answer. Okay. <laughs> okay. You said we have to remember who we are. Mm-hmm. What did you mean by that? Well, I mean, you know, uh, we done talked about slavery and, mm-hmm. and many other things, but, you know, the history is so much richer than that, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm talking about, uh, and this is not to glorify yeah. um, uh, Africa mm-hmm. and even Americas, because the first American was a black American. We'll talk about that at, at another time in depth yeah. as well. Uh, but the thing is, um, all of us weren't kings and queens. No. So we, we don't, I mean, we can, you know, instead of, you know, going around, what's up, my dog and all yeah. this kind of stuff, peace king, ain't nothing wrong with yeah, that, yeah, nothing you wrong. know, but all of us weren't of that royal status. We have to yeah. have that understanding. Yeah. Because we yeah. don't want to romanticize it. No, yeah. no. So many of us were blacksmiths. Um, goat and, herders. Yeah, goat herders. Still, ain't nothing wrong with that, yeah. you know. I'll play a role. Right, right. So, you know, my thing is, um, you know, we, we, we want to... Like you said, not romanticize the history, but give a rich, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, in-depth uh, idea or mindset of what, what our history entails. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to look at it like this, um, and I always use this when it comes to my own mm-hmm. uh, motivation versus inspiration. Yeah, you know, totally uh, yeah. <laughs> motivation is that external thing that mm-hmm. keeps you know, that pushes you, mm-hmm. you know, towards whatever goal it may be. It may be the history of what have you. Mm-hmm. Man, our people did this and that. That could be motivation. Yeah. That mm-hmm. could push you. But the inspiration is that internal drive that despite, um, you know, what happened in the past in terms of your ancestors being so great or this particular person giving you the word of, hey, man, you can do it, you can do it. And when that person is not there, you still had to drive to move forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, I always like to look at those two things, motivation versus inspiration. So, okay. so motivation coming from the outside. Motivation is external. Inside. Regardless to what, you know, regardless to not having that person push you anymore. Yeah. That it's person still there. is still there because yeah. it was in you already. Yeah. The person outside of you, just, you know, it was the external, you know, force pushing you towards whatever goal it may be. Yeah. You know, whatever decision it was. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, you know, yeah, you can do it, man. You know, da 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 You know, but um, it's still within you, man, whether you choose to do it or not. You know, so 
And that's what our folks, you, mm-hmm. you know. Do you think with that understanding, being at the foundation or part of the foundation, we can fix our communities, improve them to the point where we have less of this internal hatred, um, animosity, and just dread? Yeah. Um, can you repeat that question again? <laughs> fine. So yeah. I'm saying you're saying like by having that understanding of who we are, where we come from. I got you now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's part of it. And I, I would be foolish to sit up here and think that that's the only thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, foundation is laid yes. with multitude of things. And if you think, yo, the foundation is knowledge and that's it. No. Not at all. <laughs> that, that's part of it. Yeah. But knowing who you are is not enough uh, to change someone's reality. Yeah. It's part of it. You know, the young men that all of us deal with that we just finished talking about, yeah. we could tell them, hey, man, you know, did you know you come from kings and queens? Yeah, yeah. That's not enough. No, yeah. it's not. <laughs> you got to give them something tangible. First of yeah. all, take them to get something to eat. Yeah. I so <laughs> you have to, and what, and, and what I mean by take them to get something to eat means reality. Yeah. You help them to change their reality. Mm-hmm. Shit, they might not even eat all day. And here you are talking about royalty and so <laughs> forth, so on. Like, okay, boom. A fed uh, belly can hear you much better yeah, now. Yes. You know? hungry, I'm hungry. I'm not worried about that. Like, going back to my knees. I Absolutely. need my knees met yeah. first. Yeah, I remember the first time you told me that. Because we yeah. was having a conversation. I, yeah. I want to give the people the knowledge. Yeah, I want yeah, them to yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah. And you was like, well, you know, if they hungry, they ain't going to listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to, like Karana said, you have to meet them where they're at first. Yeah. And you can't come all high and mighty. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to give you this knowledge because you right, need right, it. Right, right, right. Like, right. I got right. holes in my, my yeah. feet are cold. Yeah, yeah. I ain't yeah. worried about being a king. I ain't a king yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and give them, give them some of your background. You know, in terms in terms of some of your hardship that you've been through, it makes you more relatable. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's how the trust comes in. You know, because, yo, I didn't start like this. Mm. You know, even though my mom uh, instilled a lot of me, you know, it's, it's a lot of stuff I did yeah. that, I mean, shit, that other people got caught for. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's a lot of stuff I did. I just, I had that village around me that snatched me up, say, oh, hell mm-hmm. no. You know, and so that's what we come in at. You know, we have to yeah, do the definitely. same thing. You know? Like we said, give them a piece of your background and stuff like that. Because yeah. I had one kid I used to work with. I used to, pretty much when I go get him, mm-hmm. take him get something to eat all right. the time. Right. So he's like, Mr. Walker, you rich. I said, no, I'm not rich. You know, we're going to Wendy's. Yeah. And we yeah. eating off, you know, the mm-hmm. $1 meal, $2 right, meal. Right, right, right. And like, one thing he told me, he said, Mr. Walker, you have my dream car. I have a bright green mm. Honda Civic. Okay. <laughs> to me... That's nothing special, but to him, I see yeah. it, that means a lot to him. Absolutely. That's what I said, man. You can. This is an attainable goal that mm-hmm. you can achieve. Mm-hmm. Now I told him, I said, I didn't always have this type of lifestyle that I have. I told him, I said, I grew up in the projects, pretty much poor, no mm-hmm. single parent, no mm-hmm. multiple mm-hmm. kids. So mm-hmm. then I worked through things to make sure that I could you know right. get the things that I want in life. Right. I said, like, you can easily do that too, because mm-hmm. I know, granted, it's it's hard when they live in such situations. Mm-hmm. It's hard, like you can't really remove them. Like, yeah, yeah I just want to take you and just move you here so yeah. you can have a better yeah. life. The harsh reality is they have to learn to live with that. And mm-hmm. that environment. Yes, yeah. and so if you you you're right, you can't take them out of the environment physically. But you can take them out mentally mm. by, you know, providing, you know, necessary structure mentally yeah. that they can deal with. You know, um, again, you know, uh, myself, 
I went through some adverse situations when I was younger. Yeah. But it was mom as well as the village that instilled certain things in me that made me mentally fit. And mm -hmm. that leads to the other thing. I don't think many of our folks are mentally fit. You know, everybody won't be physically fit. Yeah. You know, got all the muscles, but are not brolic when it comes to mental aspect. Yeah. You know, you know. So, physically fit is one area, but you have to be emotionally fit. Yeah. Mentally fit and spiritually fit. Absolutely. You know, and Some I think I'm still working on. And myself. I think well, all of us yeah. are, and I think many of us neglect that though. You know, so. Yeah, we all ain't none of us perfect. No, nah, well, you know what? Perfect. If you look at the etymology of perfect, once you peel, peel back all the layers, it really means balance. You know, oh, now, please elaborate on that. Now, <laughs> now, people look at perfect from a romantic aspect of meaning no flaws. Yeah. Now, as long as you're human, there's always going to be flaws. You know, that's why we have to be careful being judgmental. Mm. But when you look at the word perfect, it just means balance, having balance. So, how's your day? How's your day today? Oh, it's perfect, man. Meaning balance. Yeah. Today is is that day yeah. where perfection has rule. Oh, oh shit, it's balance. I mean, it's a good day. I, I was able to connect with my clients. Yeah. Uh, they got a full understanding of what I was talking about. Yeah. I had a good meal. Uh, I chilled with my lady. Mm -hmm. Um, had some good sleep. Whatever. Had some good sleep. Yeah. And I'm rejuvenated. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. It doesn't consist all the time because imbalance finds a way to impede upon. That balance. So, when you say I'm not perfect, uh, I would disagree. There are days that you know you may not be that way, but um, perfection is something we strive for, which is balance. Something we strive for. I read this in a book that I bought yesterday. Okay. Tell me how I feel about this. If it's even relatable, it said that um, knowing that you're not perfect is a perfect way to start. Mm. How you feel about this? It definitely relates. Yeah, it relates yeah. to what you said. Yeah, about. knowing that you're not yeah. balanced is a perfect way to start. Yeah. <laughs> and when I bought that book, I said, the book got so many jewels in it. I yeah, said, I, I yeah. had to buy it. Yeah, yeah. And that's one thing that stuck out to me. Mm, like, man, this. Mm. Now, I told Devon earlier that um, they said that um, not everyone wins chess by moving forward. Sometimes you had to move backwards to set yourself in a position to win. To mm, I like that. Yeah, I like it. After I saw that, I yeah, took like the book that. up, put on my arm, so I got to buy this. I don't care how much it costs. <laughs> you want to share with us what that book was? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, give me one uh, the second. The name of it? Yeah, I got it right here. Okay, okay. You got it ready to go. <laughs> I was reading it on the ride here. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. You know, 1,000 Little Things um, yeah. Happy, Successful People Do Differently. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. That sounds cool. Like $20, yeah. but you know, hey. I ain't care. Like, hey. After I saw that, I said, yeah, this is like stuff that is empowering for me. Because you weren't just interested, you was yeah. committed to it. Yeah. yeah. That's the two ingredients I was talking about. Yeah. Now, you trying to uh, feed that to someone and they're like, ah, that sounds good. Oh, it's $20. Ah, I ain't committed to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. I, I went to the store looking for something else. Okay, okay. And I, and I said, let me take a look at it. It looked interesting. Yeah, I said, yeah. I read that. Boom. Mm. Commitment was going through the roof. I right, said, right, I got to right. get it now. Yeah. So it sounds like we apply interest and commitment to the black community also. Yeah. We can change the way we view it. Mm -hmm. We can help put us in a position to where we can improve it. Mm -hmm. um, I think understanding that the black community will never be perfect. Mm -hmm. In the sense that we would look at it before the, with the understanding of what you said about balance. Okay. Perfect in the sense of everything being a good, a utopia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We won't have a utopia. That's just realistic. Mm -hmm. But we can create a, a balanced community um, 
to the point where there's, I guess, equal amount of stress, negative stress and positive stress. Because negative stress is always going to be there. Mm-hmm. Positive stress is going to be there as well. Mm-hmm. And we have to do better with recognizing the positive things that are within the community. Yes, we have tragedies, but every community has tragedies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we have the whole myth of black on black crime. Mm-hmm. People believing that black people are more violent and we kill each other more than any other group of people. Mm-hmm. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. You know, most mm-hmm. crime is intraracial. Right. It happens, uh, crime happens um, in the areas, mm-hmm. I'm trying to explain, I just love my train of thought. Well, you, you're speaking on um, the reason why people commit crimes is based on localities. Yes, uh, yeah, yep. proximity. Yeah, proximity. Yeah, proximity. Yep. Mm-hmm. And opportunity. Yeah. yeah. So if I'm a black man and I live in a black community, mm-hmm. the people I commit my, and I want to commit crimes, the people I commit my crimes against are going to be most likely black. But it's yeah. also fear. You know, it's also fear. Um, you talk about black and black, black crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the great Dr. Amos Wilson, mm-hmm. you know, wrote a book, Black on Black Crime. Mm-hmm. And um, he was, um, for those who don't know, he's one of our great scholars who passed away. Um, and his background was in sociology mm-hmm. and dealing with the mind and, you know, mental process and things. And one of the things he said was, there's no such thing as black on black crime. Uh, and if you identify it as such, it's only because of white on black crime. And white on black crime has been the equalizer of what's manifested black on black crime. So based on white white folks uh, imposing their will physically in a, a abuse to black folks that mm-hmm. we have internalized that mm-hmm. and done it to the people, like you just said, that are close to us. Mm-hmm. Um, when you talk about uh, committing crimes, not to say that we are endorsing or encouraging pe- our people to go uh, yeah, to do, it, do it to yeah. other neighborhoods, yeah. but they'll be more prone to do it to our folks as opposed to white folks. In fact, um, not just crime in terms of physical harm, mm-hmm. but whatever we choose to do, we'll do it to each other and let some white folks come around and we'll straighten up. Boy. I mean, I'm talking about, like I just said, it don't have to be physical harm. Yeah. We can be just yeah. joking and dog or dogging yeah. each other out. You this, you that, you stupid motherfucker. Soon the white person gone. We're straightening up. Boy, I got sorry to cut you off. I yeah. remember um, I was working in a middle school, low income middle school. Mm-hmm. Majority of the population was black students. Mm-hmm. Then you know the schools always get their visitors. Mm-hmm. Now on a normal day, the school is crazy, mm-hmm. wild. You no, know, mm-hmm. you can't control them. Right. Soon as those visitors came in, mm-hmm. those different from us. That school was. You would think we was a. Mm-hmm. A perfect school. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. now y'all want to act like this because of these people coming right, in. Y'all trying to right, you know, right. show like you're, you're, oh, we're good, no, we're yeah. perfect. Like, then as soon as they leave, y'all just go right. I'm like, I'm like, it's, a, though, they just it's an internal thing. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely is, but it's that is bad memories. <laughs> yeah, and did you did you see? Um, it was uh, a video on YouTube where this black woman was beating her child. She got a call from the school. Yes, I know you're talking about. Yeah. She was like, um, came out the cafeteria and then she had the belt. Yeah, yeah she came with a belt, I think, like wrapped around her like she was ready to roll. Like a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> and Elementary school kid, right? I, yeah, yeah. And she was, wop, wop. And then she got down, you know, like the, the kid's yeah. side. And I think she bumped into a white woman. The, you know, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. And went right back to whipping on the boy. And this is what I'm talking about, about the internal fear, the, the mechanism that we had. It just turns it off whenever white folks are around. Yeah. And when they ain't around, we just 
go to yeah I, yeah yeah and I, I saw that man and one of the things I was just thinking about was the just the dysfunction that we've talked about when it comes to our folks yeah. you know and it's not about hating other communities yeah. it's about you know Dr. Cress Wellsing another one of our great scholars she was talking about this she said that uh self-love is the highest yeah, absolutely like if you really love yourself it will permeate throughout yeah. to everyone else and that's when everyone else will be like it's something different about him yeah. Yeah. you know yo it's just the love for self absolutely and I got enough where I'm willing to extend to you yeah you know absolutely. in closing as we as we mm. wrap this up I'd like for you to share um something powerful you've learned um, regarding to black history the black community over the years um, I think it's important to note that you are one of those people that's able to learn from so many different sources. Mm. Um, I know you've been influenced by Five Percenters, Nation yeah. Islam, yeah. Um, and not just black groups, like other groups of people as well, because everybody has something that you can can use right. as a benefit to yourself. Right. Um, but what's something that you'd like to share? Um, in regards to what the people can take with them? Mm-hmm. or Both. One... An interesting fact because I also want them to learn you know it is by history month so mm-hmm. learn up and also something for them to take away okay um an interesting fact mm-hmm. uh just do you on the spot didn't you yeah <laughs> no, he didn't no, get time to think. He no, got, no, he got because, in the yeah 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 because I mean it's it's so many interesting yeah, yeah. facts yeah. so to narrow it down to one um I, I I just throw out Marcus Garvey. Um, you know, many people may not be aware of Marcus Garvey and what mm-hmm. he did. Uh, you know, as, as we talk about uh, economic development, you know, Garvey had a ship called the Black Star Line mm-hmm. where his whole thing was for those who wanted to go back to Africa, oh, we can get on this ship and go. But before the end, he had established economic base in the community um okay. was the community back then like it is now probably not but i'm sure it was some adversity there yeah because it was a black man who sold garvey out so the mentality was still there garvey still persevered and his whole thing was do for self so i would leave folks with that do for self that's broad but uh, it's some specifics in that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And what was the other half of that question? I think you kind of put them together. Okay. Which is dope. Okay. Do for self. Okay. Uh, if you take away anything from this, um, loving yourself, placing yourself on a level where you respect and honor yourself daily mm. and loving yourself. Self-love, like you said. Self-love. Mm-hmm. Um, and then doing love yourself for first. Yep, you gotta love yourself first um, and then do it for self. Right. Um, if you wanna fix things, if you wanna fix things in your personal life, you gotta have to do for self. And if you wanna fix things in your community, it starts with you first. Because before you can yeah. help anybody else, you gotta make sure you're good. Absolutely. Growth Absolutely. and development. Yeah. Growth and development. Mm-hmm. Um, that book got some positive things about that too. I'm better go do that. You're a spokesperson for all Kai, thank you so much for being oh, thank here. Thank you. Sharing your wisdom. Thank you. Um, your perspective. It was it was greatly appreciated. Yo, I appreciate y'all yeah. having me. You know, I, you know, I look at different shows or whatever. You know how yeah. guests always yeah. say, well, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. No, I really mean that, bro. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I definitely. I, I really appreciate, you know, you guys extending the hand out. 
Definitely. And would you like to share your project? Because I know that everybody loves listening to this. Like, yo, this dude's making It's going to be the episode that get us 20 views. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have more views than that, hopefully. <laughs> um, yeah, I do have something I'm working on uh, right now. Uh, it's still in its infancy stages. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty much for everything that we talked about, you know, in terms of laying foundation. Yeah. And, you know, you go to lay foundation. And when you're talking about building something, let's let's use a house, for example. When you're talking about building a house, there's certain things that go into laying a foundation. Yeah. And brick is part of it. And brick is an acronym for balance, respect, integrity, character, and knowledge. And those are the things that me and a partner of mine, we highlighted that are the necessities to build up men. Now, why why do I say men? Because men are, are how can I say this? We talked about support systems or lack thereof. Yeah. And so this is going to be a support system for men to build themselves, to become better men for their women, mm-hmm. for their families, community, and nation that whole. And anything outside of that, universally. You know, I think that, you know... We can make America great again <laughs> by building black men yeah. to be black men. So that's part of what's going to um, be in the, in the process of making. So um, hopefully you guys will have me on when, you know next time and uh, I can share more about Absolutely. this. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We will definitely bring him back because I know you guys love listening to him. <laughs> and then when his project is up and running... We'll also let you guys know about that so that mm-hmm. you guys can listen to him too because this dude is deep. This oh, was man. just the surface. <laughs> but trust me, there's so much more to him. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank oh, you. Thank you, thank you everybody bro. for watching. Um, and make sure us. you, I know he's going to forget, um, make sure you know you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and um, also YouTube if you prefer to watch the video of us. But if you just want to listen to us on the go, Apple and um Spotify mm-hmm. and make sure to follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter. Twitter. Uh, ain't nothing happening right now on Twitter, but still yeah. follow us. Go we'll make follow the Twitter page. We got like one follower. <laughs> <laughs> We're struggling. Uh, wow. Support one follower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Support <Yeah>. Black Business. <laughs> <laughs> interest and commitment. Remember yeah. that. Yeah, interest and commitment. Mm-hmm. And we are we're committed. Yeah, absolutely. Thank mm-hmm. you for allowing us to redirect your attention during this time. Mm-hmm. Peace. Peace.